0: welcome back to thirsty the podcast i'm heather mcgee
1: and i'm laura Koo. today we're asking do nice guys really finish last
0: Are so glad you're here. Just a few things to go over before we get going here. We do offer a subscription series called The Thirst Trap. With the subscription series, and it's available on both Spotify and Apple, you get bonus content at least two episodes a month. It's like Wine Time with Laura and I. It's a little bit more personal, a little bit more raw. It's a lot of fun. We have a good time with it, and it's pretty affordable. It's only $1.99 a month. It's a great way to support the show. You know, if you've been enjoying this, it helps us pay our costs. Um, so it's a great way to support us and you get some good stuff with that. You also get 10% off the thirsty shop. And in this thirsty shop, there are mugs, hats, stickers, t-shirts, sweatshirts, a new sweatshirt called assemble the group chat. I just bought one. I'm really excited. It should be showing up any day now at my house. I'm really excited to wear it. Those sweatshirts are real cozy. I have to say, Laura and I both have a few and I wear mine all the time. Shockingly, I do not have mine on tonight because I need to wash it finally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think you've worn it the last like four or five times we've recorded. Mm -hmm. It's hilarious. And then one more thing. If you're enjoying the show and you know people in your community that you think would get something out of it, please share. Share with friends, share on social, and then make sure to rate, review, and follow us everywhere you can get a podcast. Okay, we're so glad everybody's here. I, the last few weeks have been real weird for me. As you know, if anyone who listens to The Thirst Trap just went through a breakup pretty pretty recently. So I've been dealing with a lot there. If you want to hear more about it, you can can listen to The Thirst Trap episode from, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. It's pretty obvious if you read the descriptions. But all that to say, I'm back on dating apps. Laura and I, this is one of the ways we're very similar. We're back on apps real quick. Yep. Funnily though, I... You know, I'm on Hinge, Tinder, and Bumble, but I haven't really been doing anything. And it's almost like, it's kind of funny. I think going through a breakup, and this is my first real breakup, I would say, where I'm like heartbroken mm-hmm. about it. And it's almost like reading a magazine. Like I go on and I swipe, and then I match with someone and I'm like, ugh, unmatch. And there's nothing wrong with them. They're not doing anything wrong. I, I'm not kidding. I think I have like 150 matches and I've spoken to maybe two or three <laughs>
1: It's so funny because sometimes matching too, it's like, that's the goal, right? And then sometimes you will, and it's like a shock to the system. Like, oh, what's this? Where did this come from? Why is this here? How did this happen? I didn't play, or it's like the one you didn't really want to match with is the one you do match with. And it is kind of jarring. I'm like, oh,
0: no. Yeah. It's like, I don't remember swiping right on this person. It's like, why did I swipe right on this person? No, out. And people have been making me annoyed real easily. Like, really, if you last more than six hours in my match queue, you're doing really well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have to admit, I'm not like, I'm not ready to date yet. I'm not. It's more like a distraction mechanism, I guess. And I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything wrong with that. I I am fully supportive of people doing what they need to do, including myself. You know, and it's just been kind of interesting seeing what's back out there. It has been interesting seeing how the apps have changed. It's been a long time since I've been on them. So there have been a lot of improvements. Some things were new to me, and maybe you and I never talked about them. So I wasn't aware of them or you mentioned them, but I hadn't seen it in real life. So I didn't know what they meant.
1: I mean, use the word improvement loosely here. I mean, nothing's going to make them great. There are differences. There are some updates and changes. I don't know if we're gonna I would go so far as to say improvement.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. Improvements isn't the right word for it. Just new things. I wasn't necessarily expecting Mm -hmm. like now on Hinge, there are voice prompts, which you had mentioned Mm -hmm. that before. I Uh, love a voice prompt. So I'm here for that. Yeah, I I like that too. It kind of gives me, uh, especially if I could go either way on a profile and then I'll listen to a voice. And so it's been like, oh, okay. They they have a nice voice. And other times like, oh, They're funny or they
1: think of a good thing to say or they say something
0: really terrible.
1: And then I'm like, no, definitely no.
0: Well, I mean, that's the takeaway I give to anybody. Like, don't, people are going to judge you by the worst thing you put on your profile. Don't have mm-hmm. a lot of amazing pictures and then one bad one, because the bad one is what I think you're going to look like. And mm-hmm. it, it's not wrong. I'll be honest. Yep. You know, so. It's usually pretty accurate. Yeah. Um. So Hinge is a little different. Hinge is covered in bots now. Mm-hmm. It's real bad. Like so many of the ones that pop up, I'm like, oh, you're a bot. I know before I even like, like I would swipe left anyway, but it's like model pictures or they're all, they all studied at a French university. or Yeah, they're all from France.
1: They're all from France
0: and they work in the wine industry. Yeah. And it's like clearly bots and it's a lot Mm -hmm. of them. Mm -hmm. So Hinge is kind of not, uh, I'm not loving that right now. I think I have a whole bunch of people dying and languishing in my match queue there that I'm just like not listening or responding to any of those messages because that's where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Bumble has this thing where you can send compliments, Mm -hmm. which is a little interesting. I still don't like Bumble with the whole women have to message first because it's like a lot. That's a lot.
1: Well, I like the timing on the match piece, which is like a baked in part of Bumble too. Compared to Tinder where no one feels any urgency often message, but I do think sometimes people get busy and if they're not paying, then they can't reactivate the match. And that kind of stinks because I feel like sometimes I've lost out on someone who might actually be decent and maybe they were on vacation and living their life and they weren't checking their dating app. And then they, you know, you can't control when someone matches with you. So I don't, I don't love the timing piece of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. There are a lot of people on the apps. There are, Tinder's the same. And I, I have resurrected my queen of Tinder status because I'm mm-hmm. now sitting just over 6,000 likes. <laughs> They're all garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but queen of Tinder has risen again. And Tinder's exactly the same, I would say, from the last time I was there. Uh, yeah, and there've been people, there are people that I've gone on dates with that, uh, like, what's that one that I thought we were, left turn Larry, he's on there. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. yes, you know, so I'm yeah, like, I would see him all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, Tinder's the same. Uh, I saw Left Turn Larry on there. I've seen a few people. I don't know. Like, they people just boomerang back and they're in my likes queue. I'm like, what are you doing? I've been really mm-hmm. good about that. No, no doovers. I nope. already went on a date with you, especially if you've got my phone number. Like, I'm not, no, no, they're out. So yeah, so people are popping up that I've gone on I've gone on dates before. Uh, they're all going left. Some of them is sending me weird messages. I don't know. It's just weird. It's just weird. Yeah. That guy that like keeps forgetting who I am, he liked me again. That one is
1: so weird. I don't understand that entire situation.
0: Yeah, something's wrong with him. This other guy that I had a one night stand with like two years ago, he's been popping up. So that's an I, I don't know. It's like they all just come I'm back on there, so they're all like swirling against. like you had your chance now. Also, I just don't <laughs> want to date. So I'm just, you know, I'm just like not bothering with anyone. Like I'll talk to them for a little bit and then I'll find some reason I don't want to talk to them anymore. So they're out. that's so been kind of funny. I'm in a weird place right now. Laura knows
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm a little bit yeah. of a mess. I think this weekend will be good for me. I'm just going to paint and draw and I have zero plans. So I think that'll be good for me. You sound a little, so Laura's going to sound just the tiniest bit different for a little while. On the podcast, yeah, yeah. in case
1: it was not obvious in the intro, um, I just got in line yesterday, and I have a little bit of a lisp. Um, <laughs> I'm adjusting. We were supposed to record last night too, and I was like, "No,
0: yeah, you're like absolutely not." Talk.
1: Yeah, that's a bad plan. It's I'm adjusting today, but it is not. It's not great. It's still not great. So, does that hurt? It does hurt. And I don't like it. And it's uncomfortable. And um, I'm supposed to eat with these in according to my dentist, which interestingly, Heather and I have the same dentist now, because that's how our lives are. Yeah. I mean, family plan. (laughs) You went through Invisalign with that same dentist, but you had a different treatment plan. And according to her, I need to eat with these in. And I have learned that I can really just like mush food up on the roof of my mouth and swallow it. Like that is how you eat with Invisalign in this is terrible. It's not great. It's not enjoyable. I think I'm going to lose a lot of weight. Like, cause By I'm just starving. not going to be, Oh, well, I can't, it takes away snacking. Cause if I snack, then I gotta take them out and wash them and brush my teeth or whatever. Um, so I'm just, it's making it very easy. It's like, it was terrible, but you know how, when people would get their jaws wired shut so that they couldn't overeat and they would just yeah. like drink, smoothies. This yeah. is my equivalent of that because I'm like, well, I can't just mindfully grab any food because it's going to mess up the whole situation, especially right now, because everything just hurts. I don't want to take them out. So I'm just like, not really eating.
0: Oh my God. So
1: this is yeah, and I, ironically, um, tomorrow Tyler is coming to pick me up and then we are going to a cozy little cabin for the weekend. Um, So we had this like romantic weekend, we've been planning it for a couple of months, we're both really excited. And when I set this appointment to get the Invisalign, like I didn't really even think about the impact on my life that this would make right now. And um, yeah, so and he's making me soup, like he bought ingredients to make me soup this weekend, because I realized Mm -hmm. everything we had planned, I could not eat. That's really
0: sweet, though. That he's doing this
1: that's nice. He's making his favorite, um, his favorite soup that reminds him of living in New York. So he's very excited to share that with me. Some
0: sort of lemon chicken orzo situation. Ooh. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Right. It sounds great. It sounds great. You're reminding me. I remember I did Invisalign and I'm really glad I did it. Now something I didn't know till I was there and they were actually putting, you get buttons, you get little buttons mm-hmm. that they stick on your teeth. They're like little grippers to like help make your teeth move or whatever. And that was right when I was starting to date again. And I was so horrified because I had to have two right in the front on my two front teeth. And I was just so, I hated it so much.
1: Oh, then you didn't do this that long ago, did you?
0: No, I didn't.
1: I didn't realize that. Did I, were we hanging out again when you had these? I
0: I think so. Uh, Because I have a picture from Halloween 2020 or 2021. No, Halloween 2020. And I had them in.
1: Oh, Yeah. I don't remember that at all. Okay. Well, that gives me hope that I'm not going to be this like social pariah for the next 10 months.
0: No, I mean, I was dating. I went, I mean, I dated Ted, the tennis player for a while. It was funny when we had our first meeting, he didn't know I had Invisalign and somehow it came on. He's like, oh yeah, I noticed that.
1: (laughs) It's noticeable. Tyler says he'll still kiss me, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. I mean, you figure it out, but it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's terrible. And you just want to get through it as fast as you can. It does hurt and all that. I mean, it was worth it. Anyone who's considering it, I tell them it's worth it. Now I look at pictures of myself before I did Invisalign. And I'm like, Oh, so glad I did it. But while you're doing literally what, when you were saying it cuts out snacking, that's true. Like I only drink water because it's such a pain in the butt. Cause every time you do that, you've got to clean everything up. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's so funny because I remember my parents taking me to an orthodontist in middle school because that's usually around the age when like all my, you know, everybody was getting braces and the orthodontist was, I think I was just kind of on the bubble And my parents gave me a choice and I think they just really didn't want to pay for the braces. We probably didn't have great dental insurance or something. Like I get it as a parent, like this stuff's expensive. And uh, I chose not to get them because obviously what middle schooler, and I didn't have crazy crooked teeth or anything that was significant. It was what I'm dealing with now, which is this crossbite. And I'm pretty sure whatever that orthodontist told me, in that meeting was when you're older, X, Y, and Z will happen. And I think that is my situation now. So he did, um, foretell what was going to happen, but in hindsight, I'm like, why did I like, but like, when is it better? Is it better to do it when you're like in middle school middle school so hard, or is it better to do it at this stage of my life where like the technology is better yeah. I'm home every day? Is this easier and better? I don't know, but I have to pay for it. So
0: well, I had to do it twice. I had braces all through high school for oh. years, years, the old metal kind. And I had uh, the pallet expander. I had the rubber bands. I had Ooh. the full, I didn't have headgear, but that's the only thing I missed. I had to do everything else. It was awful.
1: Yeah, I never had anything. So this is my, my first experience with any of this. I'm like, well, this is terrible. So anyway, I apologize to everybody for all the lisping. However, I'm very excited because my trip with Tyler, in addition to like my weird mouse situation, we were staying in an Airbnb that has a hot tub. It has goats and it has chickens. And that's everything that I feel like I need for a weekend away. We get to feed the goats. We get to eat some chicken eggs from the chickens that apparently are very friendly because there are pictures on the Airbnb for this place where there are kids holding the chickens and walking around with them. I do not know that I'm going to carry a chicken around, but I'm excited.
0: Oh my God. You know what would make my day is if, I I mean, I'm not expecting to hear from you at all on your weekend, but... What if you get there and there's like a mean goat or a mean chicken and you're dealing with it? I I would like die laughing so hard if that were to happen. They're
1: going to be adorable and so nice. I'm very excited about it. I don't think they're going to be mean at all. But Tyler keeps on saying that he got me baby goats for Valentine's Day. And I'm like, no, you didn't. And there are no guarantees that they're going to be baby goats. There are just goats is in the description, not baby goats. And also we were splitting the cost with his Airbnb. I'm like, you got me nothing. That was when I was giving him a hard time about sending me Valentine's flowers, which he did. He's like, I got you goats. I'm like,
0: no. He's all just some flowers. Maybe that's what I should have done instead of breaking up. oh my Got some baby goats. <laughs> I know. Well, here's the goats have eyes of Satan. So I, I just I don't know how you just have to look away from that. But the little ones are so
1: cute. Um okay. and I just hope that they're not allowed to walk around near the outdoor hot tub. Um so as they'll put in there. As long as we're not in the hot tub and there's a goat walking up to us, I'm fine with it. I know you can see them from the kitchen window of the Airbnb, but I don't know logistically where the hot tub is in relation to that. So I don't need a full free range goat situation on this trip.
0: No. Well, I know we need to get to our uh, discussion today, but the last thing, have you ever done goat yoga? You no, we've talked
1: about this because I wanted to, and you said it's disgusting.
0: It's so gross, y'all. I did it with girlfriend. We we did a 40th birthday girl trip right before COVID, and someone had the idea to do goat yoga. Whenever I go out of town with girlfriends, we all pick one fun thing, and one of them was like, I want to do goat yoga, and we we're like, Okay. We go. There is the most disgusting thing I've ever dealt with. Those goats are peeing all over the place. They are pooping all (laughs) over the place. I wanted to totally throw up. It's so gross. Goat yoga is not the idyllic. Uh, experience that people make it out to be like, just go pet them. Do like a petting zoo or something. I, mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: I did see a TikTok with puppy yoga and that seemed much more enjoyable. Everybody seemed to be having a lot of fun with all these puppies running around a yoga studio. I'm like, well, I could get down with that. I don't want to do yoga, yoga, or, I don't want to do yoga anywhere. Um, I'm not like a big, like pub. I would never take a yoga class. So if I went to goat yoga, I would just go and play with the goats and not do the actual yoga. I tried to get Preston to do it when I was visiting him and he, he wanted to do the yoga and I wanted to play with the goats and it didn't seem like we had the same motivation to actually go and book something. So we did not do it.
0: <laughs> well, probably for the best. Cause it was totally yeah. disgusting. It ranks up there with one of the most disgusting things I've ever done.
1: Good. Noted.
0: On that note. <laughs>
1: All right, speaking of disgusting, I'm just kidding. Um, So I feel like, especially with Valentine's Day recently, actually right before we got on this call, right before we started recording, I was on TikTok, as you do, and the first thing in my feed was a TikTok um, about this idea of nice guys, so it is clearly part of my TikTok algorithm now, but with Valentine's Day brought a lot of this content up as well, and again, this idea of nice guys, but a lot of the TikToks are, um, the ones that have gained a lot of traction are the ones where there's kind of this toxic angle to it. So they're not the actual nice guys. So I was curious, like I started to think about like this idea of nice guys finishing last. Where does that idea come from? And is it true? Like what, what, what comes with that? Um, because I like to date nice men. I like to date the nice guy. So uh, I don't think that they, you know,
0: are not the top choice in my opinion. Yeah, no, I there's there's two different kinds of nice guys, real nice guys and not real nice guys. You know, cuz lately, I mean, I this is, wasn't how it was at the very beginning, but I date nice guys or I have for the last year and a half, I would say, at this point legitimately nice guys. And then there's this really shadow side of entitled men who are really self-centered and somehow they see themselves as a nice guy. They see themselves as a victim. Like, Oh, life's never worked out for me. It's pretty tied to incel culture. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know that we're going to go too much into that today, but you can Google it. It's really uh, concerning, you know, that they just think they're owed things. Like I took you out to dinner, so you should want to sleep with me, you know, like that kind of thing. And it's gross.
1: Well, one of the, and the TikTok I was watching earlier, one of the comments was, um, for that type of quote unquote, nice guy, it becomes their personality, which I think is so true. Like that yeah. is all they, how they define themselves. But again, it's that toxic twist to it.
0: Yeah, no, I agree.
1: But backing up, I decided to, you know, do a little research because I'm a researcher and I wanted to know where the phrase nice guys finish last came from. And it's a baseball phrase, Woo-hoo, like I, yep, yeah, news to me. Huh. It was used, yep, it was used by Brooklyn Dodgers manager Leo Durocher to describe a former New Orleans, this is really boring, a former <laughs> New Orleans area baseball great Mel Ott and his Giants team when the Giants were in last place during the 1946 season. And so he was like talking about his team. I guess there was some some big thing between the Dodgers and the Giants. I don't know anything about baseball or baseball history, but it was like a big deal. But I think one team was not great and one, I don't know. Anyway, since he said this about nice guys finishing last related to his team that was losing, um, that saying has been commonly used, obviously, as we know, in non-baseball situations and often all over the dating world, as we know. I never knew this. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that anyone really needs to know it, but I was curious and I found Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I think that is interesting.
1: Yeah. I just, I, you know, again, I like the topic because I like the nice guy. I like the nice guy who plans the date and who's a good communicator and brings you flowers. And I think all of those things are very attractive, but a lot of like common culture makes you feel like you have to choose between either. A nice guy or a bad boy, like those are your only options. You get yeah. the good or the bad, like the angel or the devil. Like you pick your path, and that's it. But obviously, like there are a whole lot of other kinds of and out there because obviously we can divine people by a lot of different labels should we want to, and there isn't just this like one or the other going on.
0: Well, what? one thing you are making me think of just real quick, and I won't go too far into it, are. You know what? I think is a trap. I've definitely fallen into this. Just because someone's nice doesn't mean you should date them. You know, like that should be more like that is table stakes. Table stakes. They should be a nice guy. That doesn't mean you're going to fall in love with them. There are so many other things you should be thinking about. You know, I do think you should only date nice guys. I, I firmly do believe that, but that's not a reason to be with someone. And I think, I mean, there've been times I've dated nice guys and I've talked to on um, like Facebook groups or whatever about them. Everyone, if I'm having trouble or, or not sure about them, they're like, are you nuts? They're so wonderful. Something's wrong with you. And it's like, is there though? And I, I don't think so. Just because someone's nice doesn't mean you're going to be in love with them or that you should be in a long-term relationship with them forever.
1: Or just because you didn't like the one nice one, does not mean that you just don't date nice guys? Like I run into people yeah. like that. Well, like I'm just more attracted to bad boys and that's just my thing and like it. And it's like, well, maybe you've only gone out with one guy who you would categorize as like a nice guy. And it's totally fine if that person wasn't for you, but I don't think you can just write it off all nice humans. That's like not for you. Yeah.
0: And I don't have any tolerance for those kinds of things either. Like I've gotten more and more judgy. Like whenever I hear women say things like that, I'm like, well, you're just stupid. (laughs) It's fair. (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry. You're just (laughs) dumb. Like, oh, I want the guy that's going to make me cry all the time or it's going to make my life chaotic and terrible. Okay. (laughs) Well, again, it's like a lot of especially pop
1: culture and things like that. A lot of movies perpetrate the stereotype. So the nice guys are viewed as weak. They're doormats. They're boring. They have all these like really undesirable traits. But again, the nice guys that I have dated are like the best ones to date because they treat me really well. And again, like I said, they plan dates and they bring flowers and they're engaged with the relationship and they're, they're not making me cry. Like,
0: yeah. I love that TikTok. It's a little girl. I'm sure you've seen it. It went viral. Said, sometimes I wonder, am I dating a boy or an onion? And then she picks up an onion. She's like, stop making me cry, Jeff. I love that
1: girl. She's so good. (laughs) Valid. We all feel that sometimes. Um, So yeah, like I think that there's just a lot of like, it's funny. Cause I feel like there's more negative stereotypes often around the nice guy than the bad guy, which yeah. is that, not what, all
0: the nice ones out there. I mean, patriarchy, Yeah, you know, I really think a lot of it's rooted in that. Like, that's what it's cool to be. Men aren't mm-hmm. supposed to be sensitive and kind and thoughtful oh, and all that.
1: Yeah. And talking about feelings and all mm-hmm. of those things. Yep. No, I agree.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so in continuing with my research, obviously there was time spent on TikTok as previously established. And I found this TikTok by a creator named Chloe Amelie, I'm going to say, A-M-E-L-I-X. I do not know how else to pronounce that. And she, she like spelled it out. I feel like in the perfect way, as far as like these, you know, cause we talked about like the actual nice guys and then these nice guys with this, like kind of the negative or toxic nice guy persona. Mm-hmm. And so Chloe called them fake nice guys versus real nice guys. Easy. And so she kind of laid out these different scenarios. So like fake nice guys constantly say that they are nice. And real nice guys show that they're nice with their actions. They don't have to talk about it because they're just acting nice.
0: Yeah. Show, don't tell, which is a Mm -hmm. good rule for most things.
1: Yes. Um, And another one, fake nice guys only say nice things to get validation from you versus real nice guys who say nice things and they don't expect anything in return from you. Yeah. Yeah which I think in general goes both ways in relationships. Like you're not there to push buttons or whatever. You're there just to be real and anybody can respond however they need to respond. Yeah. Um, fake nice guys. If you reject their advances, they will get manipulative. Um, so they will say things like, I knew you'd reject me. No one ever dates the nice guy. I feel like we hear that one a lot. Or as we're talking, nice guys finish last. Like they'll use that to make you feel bad that you didn't want to date the nice guy. Like you're the bad person here when you have every right to choose who you're going to date um, versus real nice guys who, again, are just they're just out there being actually nice.
0: I have to say that is the most unattractive thing. Like whenever men flip into um, pity mode. Like mm-hmm. oh, nobody wants the nice guy, you know, and like we have heard that both of us have heard that there's a decent number of men who act like this. This is not a, a like super tiny amount of men, but it just doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? I don't want a guy who brings me flowers. What do you mean? I don't want a guy who plans a date. What do you mean? I don't want a guy who is nice and asks me questions about my day and wants to get to know me better. That makes no sense. Of course, I want to date yep. that guy. Like you think you're the nice guy. You're not actually the nice guy. Mm -hmm. It's like the whole thing is about getting you to feel sorry for them or some sort of, they don't actually want to do all those nice things. It's it's coming from a completely different place and they've convinced themselves and they live in fantasy land and it's just so gross.
1: Correct. They're building that, you know nice guy to facade, but there's nothing there to back it up. So they want to talk about it. They want to reference it. They want it. And it's more just because I feel like there's a lot of like inferiority there too, where like, they don't really feel like they're good enough. So the only reason that you could reject them is because you don't like the nice guy and I'm the nice guy. So that's the only reason. Cause if you, they have to think about why you don't actually want to date them like that cuts too deep for them to want to like, even think about.
0: Yeah, it's ego. It's ego. I mean, I, I think women do it too. I mean, there have been times where I've been like, where someone has been not interested in me. I'm like, what do you mean you're not interested in me? I'm awesome. <laughs> you know, it's ego because yeah. there's a lot of things that go into whether you're into someone or not. And it, just being cute or successful or kind or funny or smart, like that's that doesn't hit at everything that makes someone attracted to you. And a lot of times it's not about you. So just calm down, yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: And again, everybody is allowed to choose whether or not they want to date you. That is their right. (laughs) They get to have whatever the reasons are. It doesn't matter what their reasons are. It's an at-will situation. (laughs) Um, Well, true. Um, The final thing on Chloe's list, um, real nice guys are nice all of the time. Mm -hmm. versus fake nice guys who are only nice when you give them the answers they want to hear. There are limitations and rules around when and how they are nice.
0: Yeah. It's almost like it's a control mechanism. Mm -hmm. Like as long as you do what I think you should be doing, I'll be nice and fly off the handle when you don't.
1: Well, again, that manipulation piece too, because It makes you think, well, yeah, I do want to be with a nice guy and, oh, am I rejecting you? Because I think, you know, like, I feel like it makes a lot of women kind of go into that spin of, well, maybe it is me and I'm the problem because this is a nice guy. And then you think about the three things that they did just to get you to date them. And those things are probably ended, but anytime you're like questioning it, they just kind of turn it around back on you.
0: Yeah. Oh, I don't like that at all. Very Mm -hmm. true. I'm I'm like going through all of my like past relationships and dates thinking about men that have been like this. And it's really awful. I don't know. It's just gross. Very gross. And I think it is about control and ego and inferiority and all those things and entitlement. I think entitlement is such a big part of this too. They just Mm -hmm. feel entitled. Like I'm a nice guy. Of course you want to go out with me. Like maybe I don't.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, like that guy from this past summer that, Kind of harassed me after um after that date we went on because again that's how he presented himself that he was just this nice person and whatever and he really as we learned was not that nice no. of a person and when I again very nicely said you know things but no thanks it was like he, the way he flipped it around well again his messages were nice with like not nice undertones. When I talked to the police, he's like, are you sure he wasn't being nice? I'm like, I'm a hundred percent sure he wasn't being nice. Like there is a veiled threat underneath all of this underneath the nice words, but then he also turned it in. Well, I'm not even looking to really date right now. I just needed a friend like that, like should make it okay. Or I should want to be your friend or I should want like they're like in that entitlement piece and all of that. And I was just like, what is happening? But he was like the pinnacle of that, like faking ice.
0: Well, you're hitting on something else. Gaslighting is such a part of it too. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, something's off and then they get mad at you for suggesting it and like make you think you're nuts. You are know, like, well, look, by the words that I said, none of those were wrong. It's like, yeah, but then you sent me a picture of my address. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like it's gaslighting and like telling you, you are uh, completely misreading and like you couldn't possibly be right. It's, it's gross. Mm-hmm. Gross is the word of the day to, for me. No, thank you.
1: Um, I was going to talk about what do we think about these fake nice guys, but I feel like we've been pretty clear about what we think about these fake nice guys. We don't like it. We Mm-mm. believe it's out there.
0: <laughs> well, do you think they actually hate women? Because you they tend to complain about women an awful lot. And they get mad when you don't act the way. Like to me, it starts to feel like they actually don't like what like they don't respect women at all. Is <laughs> how it feels. I
1: think Yeah, it's like that lack of respect and then not really wanting it to take the time to understand the situation because if they can only see things through the lens that it's you and not me then they're never going to like really understand why you rejected them and so again this like nice guy persona nice guys finishing last is this like kind of just deflection piece. Like if they can just point to that constantly and make themselves feel better, that that's why they don't actually have to think about why, which maybe again, like I can tell if someone's actually trying to get to know me and date me in a real way or not. Like I can see through those things, but if they don't want to sit and like, think about what it means to actually be good to date, then it's always to so go. Women just don't like guys like me. And it's like a pity party.
0: Ugh, don't like that. Yeah, I mean, nice guys are great. Real nice guys. I mean, they're it, that whole like idea of nice guys finish last is not true in my in my estimation. Unless we're talking about you know the Dodgers that particular <laughs> series. <You laughs> I'm know, sure I, those baseball players were really nice. Yeah, and they did finish last, so sorry y'all, but. Yeah. I mean, I, a, a real nice guy is a catch is a super catch, you know, like and it's really a shame. Like, I don't know where these guys get this idea that they're so awesome. Like where, why do they think that? What do they think they're doing? That's so great. I don't I don't, I don't know, know but
1: Sam. it's just reminding me of, I know we love to talk about self-absorbed Sam like way too much.
0: Oh, he's he one of them. Like,
1: he was the pinnacle, like presented himself as such a nice guy. And I got really like, you know, pulled in because of that. I'm like, oh, he's so kind. And like, he had a career that was like a very like, quote unquote, nice guy career. Like, I'm like, oh, that's so great. The work that he does. And he came off as so nice in the beginning and really like duped me in. And I, again, I don't think ever really took the time to, to date me in a real kind, actual way. And was yeah. quick to point fingers back at me, like all of this stuff. And I had thought he was a legit, like really nice guy. He did bring me flowers on our first date. I will say that he did some early, like nice guy things. He planned a good date. So I was very easily duped in. Um, and it didn't, there was, it was fake.
0: Yeah, no, he, he was a disaster. I'm so glad you're out of there. But things got, I think that was the last terrible guy you dated. Cause after that was pretty good. I mean not that you didn't have some like dud dates but like men that you decided to get into relationships with.
1: Correct. It's been smooth sailing since then. Um but again, like uh, initially he seemed great. Like I remember Kristen is like, Ooh, I really like him. He seems so yeah. great. Like my initial, when I was getting to know him, cause he was asking me real questions mm-hmm. and I was not a great dating place and that I wasn't meeting a lot of people I really liked. Like, Oh, he's asking me so many questions. He's really interesting. We have so much in common, like all of this good stuff. And he ended up being like, not so great. And we know that when he talked about his exes too, his stories about his exes weren't great. I think that's also another really good thing to listen for. Yeah. How are they, you know, for all terrible. Dating. Yeah. Like, how are they talking about the people that they have dated previously and what kind of stories are they telling and how do they talk about the
0: relationship? Yeah. Gosh, there's so much to say here. And he was controlling. I'm not sure how he felt about women. Uh, yeah, no, I think we've gotten pretty good about avoiding those guys, but yeah, it's a real thing. I don't know where this victim mentality comes from, from these guys, but it's really holding them back. Someone needs to set them straight and then maybe they can do some self reflection and therapy and I don't know, be better. Yeah,
1: that they can actually be nice and that it's okay to be nice. And these are good things. Like, I feel like, again, this like victim piece, like, well, no one likes the nice guys. Like, no, we like the actual nice guys, but you're not acting like a nice guy. You're acting worse often than the ones who are kind of this quote unquote like bad boy situation. Like those guys will make you cry and they'll kind of treat you like trash and they'll be kind of a roller coaster. But I feel like with the bad boys, you know what you're getting into. Yeah. When you're getting into it, like you, the writing is on the wall, but you know that that's what you've signed up for. But these fake nice guys often will dupe you in initially. And you think that you're getting this like genuine nice human and it's all fake. And I feel like that's way harder to like, handle emotionally or often to get out of because they may on surface level be treating you quote unquote well when in actuality again there's a lot of this like under the surface manipulation and other stuff happening that's not great
0: a lot of selfishness when I think too in the fake nice guy situation you're going to get a lot more mind games or as bad I I have not experienced like guys that live a little bit off the rails I wouldn't actually say that happened there I knew knew what I was getting on the other side. And honestly, some of those guys were real nice to me. They just were maybe drank a lot and went out too much. And, you know, not someone I want to be in a relationship with, but they were maybe, maybe those were nice guys too. They were just bad, bad guys or bad boys or whatever in terms of the way they behaved. But as a person, they were actually pretty nice.
1: Yeah. And that's interesting too, because how do we define this like bad boy? Is it that they live on the edge a little bit more that maybe their life isn't fully together or like maybe a little bit more non-traditional. I don't know. Like, I don't know how to describe that.
0: Maybe they're messier. Yeah. Maybe their lives are a little bit messier. And like, to me, it's, I mean, cause I've, I've actually dated quite a few bad boys or whatever, and they were actually good people. They just uh, were a mess in their life and I shouldn't have been dating them. Like that was the issue. It's not that they were bad people. It's just they were a mess. Maybe they didn't, they had a lot of debt or they drank too much or they had trouble holding a job because they just were irresponsible. That's not someone you should be in a relationship with, but they weren't mean to me. And I didn't walk away with like emotional scars or anything where someone like this that plays games with me and is manipulative and maybe a narcissist and gaslights you, that's I think that's worse.
1: My bad boy vision is like leather jacket, tight jeans, tattoos, cigarette.
0: I dated one of those. I <laughs> did. He had a motorcycle too. His apartment was so gross. It was so gross. I went over to his apartment one day. I was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm done here. Is that that the was it. That the was what like world. Yeah. That was for yeah. my twenties. That was a lot of fun. That was like a, I don't know, a two month love affair. It was a lot of fun, but <laughs> No he was actually a really nice guy, but total mess.
1: I just, I feel like we just need to send a message to any of the nice guys listening out there that um, we think you're great. Keep on doing what you're doing. Um, we want all of y'all who communicate well, plan dates or, you know, are tapped in with your emotions, go to therapy, all of those great
0: things. Keep on doing it. Yeah, we like it. Well, thanks y'all. We'll see you next week. Great. Right. Bye. Bye. Still thirsty? You can get bonus content by subscribing to The Thirst Trap on Spotify or Apple or shop thirsty gear at thirstythepodcast.com. And don't forget to
1: share this show with your community. Rate, review, and follow us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms.